Little Biddy's Birthday by Chara B. Conant. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Claudia Salto. Mother, can I have a birthday? A birthday? asked Mrs. Keeney, pausing in the midst of her washing, and looking down, half bewildered, half amused, at her little daughter. Yes, mother, I have birthdays, don't I? Just the same as Mabel Ray? Sure, there's no mistake about that, darling, laughed her mother, resuming her work. Eight years ago next week you came into this troublesome world. That's two things we have in common with the rich, anyhow, the day of our birth and the day of our death. But, mother, persisted Biddy, her big blue eyes rounder still with eagerness, can't I have a party on my birthday? Mabel Ray had one last week. Eliza told me so. And she had ice cream and cake with raisins in it, and a wax doll which opens its eyes, and lots of children come to play with her. And, oh, mother, sakes alive, Biddy, what's got into you? said her mother, gazing down at her with a mingling of pride, amusement, and regret. No bonnier child than Biddy could you find anywhere. Her complexion was a pure red and white, her hair chestnut falling in natural curls over her shoulders, her mouth as sweet a rosebud as Mabel Ray's. She's as pretty as any lady's child of them all, thought her mother, and is gentle and good. But aloud she said decidedly, Honey! You're talking nonsense. I've hard work enough to cape us both in bread and mate, let alone clothes, without giving parties for you. Ice cream and cake indeed. It's a nigger waiter you'll be wanting next to be opening the door for your stylish friends, she went on, chuckling as she wrung out one of Mrs. Ray's embroidered white skirts. Oh, mother, I know you couldn't give me such a party, but I thought I might have just a few little friends in to play with me, and we'd have some crackers and some ginger cookies, maybe, and them two pennies you gave me would buy candy and nuts, and if... And who do you want to invite, may I ask, said the mother, trying not to laugh. Oh, mother, if I could ask poor little Jim Swaney, the boy what lives across the way. He's lame, you know, and little Annie, his sister. They're so poor, and the father gets drunk and baits him awful. I'd like them to have a good time for once. Bliss your little heart, said the mother. You shall have them in and will come, and I'll buy some cookies to trade them with, and maybe something besides. But don't you ask another child in this neighborhood. They're a bold, bad, sad, as you know, and it's sorry I am we have to live in the midst of them. 
no mother i won't but i do wish i could ask some of the girls i go to school with there's sally flynn and jenny dean and mary connor and Anne gormley and kitty fay and saints preserve us cried mrs keeney do you want to bring all new york in on me no no honey i can't afford such a party as that be off to school now like a good child and don't bother me no more but the pleading face of her little girl the only child she had haunted mary keeney and when later in the day some unexpected work arrived from a lady to whom mrs ray had recommended her she resolved at once to gratify her darling it comes only once a year she said and she's the only child i've got i'll buy em some cookies and gingerbread and a half dozen lemons to make some lemonade with and i hope they'll be satisfied for i can't do no more so biddy to her great joy was allowed to invite half a dozen little girls her most intimate friends to her party which would take place thursday afternoon of the following week when mrs keeney took mrs ray's clothes home thursday afternoon she told eliza the chambermaid as a good joke about her little girl's party and the expected guests thursday afternoon came and about four o'clock lame jim and his sister arrived and were received by biddy fresh and sweet as a pink in her clean cambric frock with a rose-colored ribbon tied above her shining hair mrs keeney had but two little rooms in the third story of a tenement house but though poor and scantily furnished they were kept as clean and sweet as broom and scrubbing brush could make them how happy little jim was how his sweet wan face brightened like a pale flower brought into the sunshine mrs keeney placed him in her one rocking-chair and gave him and little annie a drink of milk and a goodly slice of bread and butter straight away for she knew how little they had to eat at home and soon arrived the six girls all together and what a merry clatter of tongues there was in that little kitchen they were just as happy as if they had worn silk dresses and kid slippers happier perhaps soon all were engaged in a merry game of hide the thimble jim as active as any one hopping nimbly about on his crutches at last they found the thimble snugly hid in his pocket where kitty fay had cunningly slipped it unknown even to the boy himself game followed game in quick succession until mrs keeney who had been looking on smiling ordered them into the bedroom guess she sat in the table said mary connor i hear the dishes rattling and hereupon they all fell a chuckling a few moments after they were called into the next room ain't it just elegant whispered Anne gormly to sally flynn look at the sugar cookies and oh my there's lemonade i smell it can't you behave said sally reprovingly one would think you'd never been to a party before no more i haven't said Anne, quite above concealment oh goody sally there's slices of made between the bread and butter 
"'Ain't she a greedy?' whispered Sally to Jenny. "'Poor thing! They say she's most starved at home,' said kindly little Jenny. "'Her father's been out of work these three months.' Mary Keeney, hospitable-hearted soul, had not been able to content herself with the bill of fare she at first meditated. The table was bountifully spread with sandwiches, cookies, molasses cake, rosy-cheeked apples, and a plate of gay-colored candy in the center. Biddy's cheeks were like roses and her eyes like stars. Was there ever such a mother and such a party? The good cheer soon set all the little tongues going, while Mrs. Keeney watched the fun, well pleased, and kept the plates and glasses filled. In the midst of their festivity, Mrs. Keeney was called downstairs. She came up in a few moments with something wrapped up in her apron. The children were too absorbed to notice her, but when in a few moments she appeared bearing a big earthen platter exultingly aloft, what a shout went up from all the little throats! Ice cream! Ice cream! Even demure Sally joined in the cry, and Anne Gormley nearly fell out of her chair in her joyful excitement. Oh, mother, mother, have you given all your money for my party cried biddy not knowing whether to laugh or cry and feeling a pang of self-reproach amid her transports my lamb who sent it i don't know but i mistrust mrs ray and look at the elegant cake with the damp white frosting and the charlotte rossies too she added setting two other dishes on the table the children sat a moment dumb with admiration, then set up another shout. The man said he'd a horrible job to find the place, and I reckon it's the first ice cream and Charlotte Rossi's found the way to Reed Lane, said Mrs. Keeney, who scarcely knew whether to laugh or cry herself. Oh, mother, wasn't it lovely in Mrs. Ray? Troth it was, darling. It must be Eliza told her, and— Scarcely were the words out of her mouth when a loud rap at the door made her start. "'Sakes alive! I hope nobody's come to say the ice-cream went to the wrong place!' She opened the door. There stood John, Mrs. Ray's colored man. "'Good evening, Mrs. Keeney,' surveying her with a condescending smile. "'Here's a package for Biddy, with Miss Mabel's love.' sorry to be so late by i had a number of other errands and it was hard to find the place good evening and before mrs keeney could speak he was gone anxious to escape a reproof from his mistress for his delay with trembling fingers mrs keeney undid the strings while the little group looked breathlessly on but when at last she brought out a doll, a lovely wax doll, with golden hair and large brown eyes, a cry of admiration broke from all but Biddy. She stood speechless, with flushed cheeks and dilated eyes, gazing up at the doll. "'Ugh, darling, where's your tongue?' cried Mrs. Keeney. "'Such a sweet doll, dressed up so elegant, and she can open and shut her eyes. Look, honey, look! Why, what are you crying for?' 
it's too beautiful sobbed little biddy everything's so beautiful i don't know what to do that night as biddy lay in her bed while her mother was tucking her in she said with a long sigh oh mother mother i'm so glad i've had a birthday i'll never forget it as long as i live oh mother wasn't it just beautiful yes dear said mrs keeney but a little jealous pang gnawing at her heart made her add i couldn't give you ice cream darling nor wax dolls but biddy threw both her arms round her mother's neck oh mother dear darling mother what you did was most of all oh there never was a mother like mine a tear rolled down the mother's cheek what reward could be sweeter than those loving words the clasp of those little arms about her neck and so ended biddy's happy birthday end of little biddy's birthday by chara b conant